The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. In the coming millennium kingdom reign, some believers will rule with Christ and others will not. Will those who are not given the privilege to rule be jealous of those who are ruling with Christ? What should be our motivation for earning rewards? That discussion is just ahead, and we thank you for tuning in today to Grace in Focus, the daily podcast and broadcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. You can find out more about the Grace Evangelical Society and our online seminary at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. Now with today's discussion, here is Bob Wilkin. I have a great question from Mike. It's uh, several parts about the coming kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ and the doctrine of eternal rewards. His first question is, I was wondering what our motivation should be to store up rewards or to rule with Christ in his kingdom. Well, there are a number of motivations to want to rule with him and to store up rewards. Since the kingdom will be about the Lord Jesus Christ and his rulership, therefore, the more we can serve him in the kingdom the more glory we will bring to him and the more joy that will bring to us because we've been created to glorify him, both now and especially in the kingdom. And so one of our major motivations should be our love for the Lord Jesus Christ. We love him, therefore we want to glorify him. Of course, there's nothing wrong with us wanting to have abundance of life. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly, John 10.10. That's true not only in this life, but in the life to come. Some believers will have more abundant life and some less abundant life. That's what the Lord Jesus wants for us. And we should want what he wants for us. You'll remember in Matthew chapter 6 that Jesus said, don't lay up treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal, but lay up treasure in heaven where moth and rust can't destroy and thieves can't break in and steal. I don't know about you, but if you own a home, you know they can be frustrating at times. I get annoyed by the fact that all kinds of things keep falling apart. We've had our house since 1994. So what is that, 29 years? And over time, more and more and more things break. And so moths and rust do destroy. Our good friend Carol Swift recently had a water leak in her house. They had to shut off the water. And the result, it took weeks to find out how much the bill was going to be is over $30,000 worth of damage. Now, fortunately, her uh, homeowner's insurance pays for most of that. Um, But still, she's stuck with uh, a 1% deductible, which is a a large uh, amount of money. And Sharon and I have seen that same kind of thing time and time and time again. Next week, we've got... Uh, a handyman coming out to do several projects. Squirrels ate through the fascia into the attic. We've got to get that fixed. We've got cracks in our walls that were caused by settling of our house. 
we had a French drain put in, but now somebody's got to come and sand down the walls and put some, float some mud and uh, paint it. You know, that's, and I don't know if they can match the paint. Uh, Who knows? It's going to be annoying getting that done. And hopefully the handyman does the job. If not, I'll have to get a professional painter out. But we're not to lay up treasure on earth. Our goal isn't the most number of houses, the most number of cars, how nice our cars can be. We're to lay up treasure in heaven because that treasure is not going to be lost. It's permanent. Moth and rust can't destroy it. Thieves can't break in or steal. And that's when Jesus went on to say, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So, Mike, the Lord Jesus commanded us to set our heart on heavenly treasure. Now, we don't know what this heavenly treasure is. I think it's a monthly trust fund that we'll use to glorify Christ. Zane Hodges, when I talked to him about it, thought this was some unspecified reward. But this is something we should desire. We should obviously desire to rule with Christ. The Apostle Paul talked about this in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, or 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 12. The Lord Jesus talked about this in the parable of Minas in Luke 19. Uh, He talked about this in the parable of the just and the unjust servant at the end of Matthew chapter 24. This is a theme that runs all through the Old and New Testament of the Messiah's coming to rule and reign and us sharing in that rule and reign. So we should be highly motivated to rule with Christ and to have treasure in heaven because it's going to mean more glory that we bring to the Lord Jesus Christ and more joy to us, which is a good thing. But now this leads to Mike's second question. If we do not have a lot of rewards in heaven or if we are not among those who are ruling in the kingdom, will we be jealous of those who do have lots of rewards and who do rule with Christ? I would think we would not. Won't we be in just as much heavenly bliss? Question mark. No, we won't have jealousy, and no, we won't be in just as much heavenly bliss. I'm not sure exactly what heavenly bliss is in any case. Every believer will have joy forever. That's true. But some believers will have more joy, and some believers will have less joy. And there will be degrees of joy, just like there are in in this life. A person can be a person that is joyful, but yet not as joyful as someone else. And, of course, that ties in with this question of jealousy. The answer would be, of course, there can't be jealousy because when he appears, we will be like him, First John 3, 2. We will be glorified believers. We will no longer have a sin nature. We will no longer have the ability to sin and jealousy and envy our sins. They're listed in the vice list in the New Testament. So there will be no jealousy. But that doesn't mean that we will have no feeling of, I wish I was one of the rulers. We may have a sense in which we're like, you know, I'm perfectly content with my role in the kingdom, but uh, I wish I had lived my life in such a way that I persevered to the end so that I would rule 
and reign with Christ. But there will be no jealousy. It'd be kind of like, are we going to be jealous of the Lord Jesus Christ because he's in charge of the whole kingdom? No. Are we going to be jealous of the apostles because they're ruling over the 12 tribes of Israel? No. Are we going to be jealous of any ruler in the kingdom? No. Mike has another question, and his final question is also, what does ruling in the kingdom mean? Are they over those who are not ruling? This concept is just hard for me to understand. Yeah, that's a great question, Mike. Uh, Zane Hodges held the view, and I think he's right, that ideally every single church-age believer would be faithful, and ideally every single one of us would rule in the life to come. Now, we know from the parable of the four soils that's not going to be the case, And we know from 2 Timothy 2.12, that's not going to be the case. If we endure, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. But the people we will rule over, that we are destined to rule over, are people in natural bodies. So in the millennium, there will be untold billions of people by the end of the millennium who will need to be ruled over. And these will be people in natural bodies. I would suggest that even at the beginning of the millennium, there will be billions. Because how many people will come out of the tribulation, believers coming out of the tribulation, Jewish and Gentile? There will be certainly lots who come out of the tribulation. We know from the judgment of the sheep and the goats that there will be plenty of Gentile believers called sheep And we know there will be Jewish believers as well. And then there, of course, all the children that survive the tribulation uh, will be going into the millennium. So we don't know, but probably there are going to be billions of people. And by the end of the millennium, tens of billions of people, maybe hundreds of billions of people. We don't really know. And those who are glorified will be ruling over the non-glorified. Now, going on to the new earth, we don't know if there will be people in natural bodies or not. I hold the view that there will. We've talked about this before on this show, but there may be children born forever uh, if at the end of the millennium God has uh, parents whom he seals in such a way that their offspring are not born with the sin nature, but they're like Adam and Eve before the fall with the difference being Adam and Eve were able to sin and they they had the ability to sin. What if God at the end of the millennium had parents who would uh, no longer be able to pass on a sin nature to their children? Well, then possibly forever, those who will rule, they will be ruling over people in natural bodies and the kingdom will be ever-expanding And eventually, we'll be populating planets and all kinds of things. Uh, You can see other shows we've done on this. But my point is, the rulers are, are not designed to rule over other glorified saints, even though they will be if... Uh, a person is not a ruler, well, they'll be one of the people they're ruled over. But my assumption is people with glorified saints who are not ruling will still assist those who rule. And so they will be given uh, tasks 
that are appropriate for someone in a glorified body. Well, Mike, I love your questions, and I hope this gets all of us thinking about this, and I would encourage you to meditate on the doctrine of eternal rewards and of ruling with Christ, because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Thanks again, and remember, keep grace in focus. Would you like to deepen your understanding of Scripture and the Christian life? Well, a great place to start is our website. It's faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We've got all kinds of free materials on the site available for you. One of those which is extremely popular is our magazine, Grace in Focus. It comes out six times a year. It's full color, easy to read, and people are really growing who read it. So stop by and get a free subscription at faithalone.org. We would like to thank all of our financial partners who help us keep this show going. All gifts are tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can be a financial partner, visit us at faithalone.org. We are so happy when we hear from listeners. Maybe you've got a question or comment or feedback. If so, please send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode, will those who sin persistently die eternally? Please be sure to join us. And until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.